making the time for professional development in your business aviation career. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for the latest business aviation news and information. We're only a few weeks into the new year, but already 2023 is looking to be another busy one in our industry. And with our work hours taken up by meeting the needs of our companies, customers, flight operations, and passengers, that doesn't leave much time to look beyond our day-to-day jobs and toward new opportunities to further our professional growth and development. But it's vitally important to make that time. The brain is like every other muscle in the body. It's either growing and getting stronger, or it's shrinking and getting weaker. Matthew Gray, CAM, is Assistant Chief Pilot with the Hershey Company and part of NBAA's CAM Governing Board. If you're not engaging, you're not focusing and learning more things, it's just impossible to do your job and to really be the best you can be at what you're doing. If you're not growing, you're shrinking, and so that's just the only way that it can be. And then along with the fact, it just keeps you engaged in a lot of things that you're not used to, being on the flying side. I try, it's hard for me to keep up on the maintenance side of what's going on. So if I keep progressing and I do some, some, some PDP courses, some learning, some reading, some discussing with folks and try and engage and develop myself in that area, I can keep engaged in that what's going on. And that keeps me more engaged totally within the job versus just I'm in my silo, I'm flying an airplane and that's all I care about. Also joining me today is Marty Greer, CAM, Director of Maintenance for the Home Depot, and a member of the NBAA Safety Committee. Why is prioritizing professional development important to you, Marty? We should always be looking for what is the next level, what are the things out there I can learn. I work very closely with our flight ops side of the house, our dispatch side of the house, to learn what I can learn about their operations, and then also outside the organization to leadership and development opportunities, not only for me, but for my direct reports. So we use a a development blueprint format at the beginning of every year, especially during the budgeting cycle. Uh, to make sure that we've identified uh, planned training and development so that we have the resources available for everyone to be able to participate and continue their growth and development. We have what I would call a very senior workforce, which lends itself sometimes to uh, sitting back and waiting for your retirement attitude. And people stop really striving to learn. And I think that's a big mistake, no matter what your age is. It's very important that you continue to develop yourself and look for opportunities to grow and develop. As I mentioned earlier, we use a a development blueprint type of plan where we sit down with each individual and encourage them to to identify not only technical skills from a maintenance standpoint, but also people skills, leadership skills, and then other skills like computer skills. You know, we run our guys through Excel classes or anything else that they would like to challenge themselves on. I try to make it as personal to them as possible and not try to drive it from the office standpoint. So it's their plan and we're here to support their plan. But I encourage everyone, including myself, to have a development plan every year and look at all the opportunities that are out there and also to benchmark networking with other folks to see what they're doing. And uh, we can always learn from each other what training is available out there and what has been effective for other people in different departments. My third guest is Dean Walters, CAM, Director of Aviation for Jackson National and Chair of NBAA's Professional Development Program Committee. For me, 20 years of being a flying leader, flying director in this industry, the flying portion, because of technology, has gotten easier. 
the time I spend on uh, the administrative and leadership stuff in today's corporate culture far outweighs, in fact, the flying part's the easy, the fun part. The, the managing people, managing uh, the needs of the corporation, managing the changes that, that, that corporate structures have gone through just for me in the last 20 years is tremendous. I look at it as, you know, as pilots, we, we train, we personally in our department, we train twice a year. So we do the same thing with our professional development. We make sure that we're spending just as much time on professionally developing ourselves. And like the, the other guys have said, strengthening our skill set that we do with the stuff that we do in the airplane. So we look at every aspect of the job and try to make sure we're addressing those, uh, you know, workforce development, professional development. So we, we, it's not just one thing. It's, it's not just PDP. It's not just studying for, you know, those, those folks who want to continue on in leadership, the CAM, but it's also uh, getting involved locally with regional groups. Networking is tremendous. You know, being able to reach out to fellow professionals and get together on a regular basis. I think a long time ago, we used to call that hangar flying. I'm old enough to remember those days where we sat around the hangar and just chewed the fat and talked about, you know, experiences. Um, and I think in this, in today's world, we don't do that enough. We've become digitized. Uh, we do everything via text and email. We don't just sit down and talk. Uh, it's a lost art, but there's a lot of learning to be had uh, by just sitting down and taking time to talk to our peers and talk to people who have been there. And then we've got to pay it forward. We've got to reach out to the, the next generation and do the same for them. Coming up, learn more about the programs offered by NBAA to assist with your professional development in our industry. After this quick word from the association. NBAA Flight Plan listeners, are you getting recognized for your leadership? NBAA now offers certificates and other credentials in safety, sustainability, and more. Visit nbaa.org to apply today. We're back now with Marty Greer, Matt Gray, and Dean Walters, and our discussion about prioritizing your professional development in the new year. Dean, you mentioned the importance of collaboration in building a strategic plan for our professional development and career goals. That's a really important point, I think, because this shouldn't be something we take on entirely by ourselves. Our coworkers and managers can help us by providing their input as well. Absolutely. You know, for me, it's, you know, I report to the CEO. So it's sitting down during reviews um, in, in quarterly meetings with the CEO and addressing what I need to do to continually to grow and to strengthen my skill set. And then looking down uh, through the ranks of the department from schedulers, maintenance, pilots, what do they need and making sure we make that part of our budget on an annual basis. Uh, it's just like our training budget, our professional development budget is equal to, if not sometimes more important than the recurrent training that we go through. Following up with Dean said, we really want to talk to everybody, especially folks who've done it before. Those who are where you want to be, they're going to create that pathway and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. So that's the number one thing. Uh, number two thing I would say is surround yourself whenever you start implementing your plan and once you really start honing in on it with positive people with honest people and the people that are actually go get them people so that you're surrounding yourself with success to make sure that that just feels normal to you. If you're working with people that spend all day on the couch, that's going to feel normal and that's what you'll go to as you're making your plan, small gates. You can't have a 30 year plan of, I want to run the department in 30 years and expect that to be something that drives you every day. It's got to have a goal, a short-term goal, a six month goal, a year goal. 
and eventually you'll get to that final goal that you can have sitting out there. So it's got to be, a, it's got to be small piecemeal and you will eventually get to that big goal in the end. But I really think part of it is just having the right support structure around you of people that'll tell you the truth, but then they'll also help you get to where you're going versus drag you back. Great points, Matt. Marty, let's talk now about some NBAA resources that are available to help industry professionals in this process. For example, all three of you have earned Certified Aviation Manager or CAM accreditation. I was a CAM participant in the early days before six months of CAM came available. I'm very encouraged by what I see that focus providing for people who are seeking their CAM. I think it's given people another a boost in enthusiasm for the program as they see it's a little bit more doable. I think when it first came out, it was seen to be pretty onerous type of program to get through. I didn't find it that way. It certainly was a strong program and I didn't just, it wasn't a cakewalk or anything like that, but I really feel that any credential you can add to your resume is great for your future development. And, you know, in most flight departments, the progress towards higher level positions is years and years in the making. You know, opportunities do come within departments and outside departments. So the more credentials you can have, the better off you'll be. Uh, I was very involved with the development of the safety manager certificate program, but seeing some great success already and just really providing people with the basics and answering the question of, I've been given the safety manager roles. Now, what do I do? And so it really provides a great foundation for that. So it's another great certificate to have in your tool belt as you're developing yourself for further and greater opportunities in the future. Dean, you mentioned that you're the chair of NBAA's PDP committee. How did you become involved in that program? I was taking a PDP course many years ago, and I had some comments about the course. And so long story short, I'm now the chair of the PDP committee having opened my mouth and said, yeah, we can make this better. So now it's the, the burdens on me and the committee to make, make PDP better than ever. I would point to the current job analysis that, uh, that it's out the CAM committee is working on, which will roll into uh, new objectives uh, by, by our committee uh, going forward. As things are changing and are evolving so rapidly for objectives that were written, you know, God, four, five, six, seven years ago, it's hard to to see stuff like emerging technology and and, and that uh, coming out. They still have to meet credentialing criteria. So what, what we're going to try to do in the rewrite is make them a little more open to some of the emerging technologies and you know issues that we face, like the current workforce shortage we're facing in industry right now. I would go back to what Marty said about um, trying to get people out of their comfort zone. They do get settled. They do get comfortable in their position. And we as leaders need to force them out of that comfort zone, especially in this current environment where there's a workforce shortage. We're worried about losing people. So we, we do things to try to keep them from moving. But sometimes having them develop professionally, and if there isn't an opening at a higher leadership position in your department, letting them move on to another department and bringing in somebody else to backfill that spot is maybe the best thing for our industry. When you have super strong people who we need to keep them as leaders in our industry, letting them grow, whether it's inside your department or outside your department and, you know, working with our corporations and explaining to them, you know, if we don't have the movement within, you know, a small one or two, two aircraft operation, maybe it's better for, to let them go and, and then, you know, backfill them. Um, so we have to not silo ourselves up. We have to push people to 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 want to grow. And I would I would also back that up with you know I've heard the word plan. 
I would say make sure it's part of their performance review and make sure that those goals, those professional development goals are part of that so they're held accountable so that they do have a deadline to go ahead and complete, whether it's, you know, the safety certificate or the CAM, whatever it may be, so that we hold their feet to their fire so that there's a responsibility there to get that professional development completed in a timely manner. Matt, achieving CAM accreditation is certainly an important milestone on its own, but that's certainly not where the process should end, right? I also do martial arts as a, as a secondary thing, as my hobby. And whenever I got my black belt, they handed it to me and I thought I was there. And my teacher looked at me and says, now you're ready to start learning. Wait a minute. So I kind of take that same mindset. When you achieve the CAM, that means you have the basic knowledge required to run a department. What I've also learned is, hey, maintenance was my weak part whenever I went into the camp. Whenever I studied, that was the thing I needed to learn the most about. Turns out I probably didn't do as good on, I passed the exam, but I didn't do as good on maintenance as I really wanted to. And then afterwards, taking on things like the item writing, starting to write and develop items for all the test. I started working with other folks there, some good maintainers, and I found out I had a great base level of knowledge, but I really didn't understand what some of that stuff was. And as we go through some of these questions, they can go through and explain it because that's what they dealt with every day. Some of the tax stuff, people who are expert now, all of a sudden, I think, I know what that is. Wait, no, they really know what that is. And that really has helped my development by taking what I had as a basic knowledge on some things and just completely expanded by working and networking with some of these other folks. And they just blow me away by how much they know. And I can get so much better in my knowledge base. It's just grown so much more by working with folks after that. Other things to hit, I'm going to get a circle back. That doesn't quite go back to your question, but the six month to CAM is a really, really good program. It puts that deadline out there. Just, it's a good thing for people to say, you have to take it by this point. So you can't just push that deadline back. And I've talked to a number of folks who've done the program, almost all positive feedback about how it works. It's not a Here's your Glime book, and I'm dating myself by saying the old red Glime book because that probably has been out for 15 years, but here's your Glime book. Here's all the questions you have to memorize for the test. Good luck. No, it's not like that. Kind of gets you together with, with a group of other individuals studying for the test, and it allows you guys to kind of bounce your ideas off each other. And just like I was talking about, if somebody's really good at tax, they can kind of lead the discussion on the tax stuff where others may have weaknesses in there, might be operations, maintenance. Everybody has their strengths, and it really helps others to, to develop and learn the things that they have a gap in in their knowledge. So in that respect, I think it's a wonderful program. It's done really good to help a lot of people get over the hump of, there's 47 books out there to study. How do I get all this in? And it just gives them a path, and I think that's that's been very positive. I also want to speak really highly of the safety manager certificate. Our safety captain, he went through that thought that that was an excellent course. Just one more thing to get through and uh, and develop. And PDP courses, of course, gone through several of those. And, and it's a good idea. It's a good chance to go, this is not my thing. Just like, just like Dean and Marty were talking about, how do I step out of my comfort zone, do something different? Okay, how about I take a PDP course in something I don't have as much knowledge in and keep pushing myself out there? So for personal development, all the tools are out there. Like so many aspects to aviation, achieving a new certification or goal opens new opportunities to learn even more. So on that note, Matt, what lessons have you learned along your path toward professional development? There is no straight line. What I looked at for my career now, 
we'll call it 25 years ago and where I am right now, I'm very happy with where I'm at, but it wasn't a straight line going through charter flight instruction, flying for the airlines for a little bit. So you have to be ready to make small pivots to get to where you want to go. You have to be open to opportunities. I mean, like I said, talking about some of the opportunities that the company has given me to do master's degrees, to be able to support me in the cam cross training opportunities and all the stuff I've learned from those individual things. If I just said, I'm going to drive forward and I'm going to put myself to where my goal is, I would have missed all that other stuff. And the other thing I really think is super important is to actually enjoy the journey. If you're only thinking about, I got to pass the CAM exam, I got to pass the CAM exam, then all it is is a chore to study. If you look at it as, hey, I'm going to get together with the study group tonight, we're going to go over this, this is going to be something new for me to learn. And you take that as a single opportunity and enjoy what you're doing. It's going to be so much more fun. You're going to get there a lot faster and you're going to just feel better off all the way around. Marty, what professional development lessons have you learned that you'd like to share? I'd say, first and foremost, don't be shy. If there's something you want to learn about the operation you're currently working in or someplace in the industry, speak up, speak to your superiors that approve those things as you're growing through your career. Opportunities come. You may see something you want to learn. Don't be shy. Tell people that you want to do that. Be, be, plan it. be a planner. Plan your future. Plan your development. Have a timeline, as Matt was just explaining you know, with a deadline on the six months to camp, it really drives you to completion. I think it's very healthy to have a minimum of a five-year plan of where you see yourself in five years and then, then identify what training and development you need to get there in five years. And in five years, it may change and change and grow. I've made a lot of moves throughout my career before coming to Home Depot 19 years ago. And each one of those was a move through development and growth and education And I can see back through my own path that as I achieve different levels of knowledge, education, and experience, it propelled me to the next level of my career. So uh, have a thirst for learning. Never stop, no matter what your age is or where you are in your career. Your development is your development, so it's up to you. No one else is just going to step in there and grow you. You have to want to grow. You have to seek opportunity. And when you do, those opportunities will come. Get involved, as Dean and Matt said, be involved in the industry. The industry gives back when you give back. It's amazing. By volunteering your time, you're giving back, but you're actually getting more in that whole experience. I've been involved with NBAA committees now for probably 18, 19 years myself. 11 of those years are currently on the safety committee. And now I'm on the Bombardier Safety Standdown Advisory Council. All these things are learning opportunities for me through giving back to the industry. And so I see all that. Mentoring is huge. I've got two mentors to the MBAA program right now, seeing these young people that are thirsting for knowledge. Get involved with it. Ask people to mentor you. Find a mentor. Mentoring is just so important. I can think through my past and development of some great people that helped me get on a path to where I am today. Absolutely. Dean? I think the biggest thing for me is get involved, get involved locally, get involved uh, regionally and nationally, however you can, and you use those resources to, you're really learning from others. And I look back at life lessons and the stuff that I deal with today, I've learned from my peers. So get involved with your peers, get involved with those groups, network, 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 
and take the best ideas from those who have been there and also learn from their mistakes. And, and for us in aviation, we, you know, we're big on safety management systems. The idea of a safety management system is so that we all learn from our mistakes and we, and we don't allow it to happen again. We mitigate it. And there's a lot to be learned talking to people about the things that they wish they would have changed or things they wouldn't have done necessarily the same way. So uh, it's, it's a continuous learning process. There's many, many resources out there. Uh, MBAA does a fantastic job of, of putting those resources together and providing those opportunities to learn. So take advantage of them. Just get out there and do it. I, I, I see my peers who, you know, as we talked about earlier, are just settled and comfortable and just want to go do their job. And, and we need those people, and that's great. But if you're an individual who is, has more interest in, in continuing your education, continuing your, your progression and professionalism, put yourself out there. Look for those opportunities. Reach out to MBAA. And they're there. The committees are there. The groups are there. Just get involved. I really like Dean's point. Folks that want to learn and have energy and excitement around it, really make it easy for those who can help them. Help them. I mean, if somebody comes to me and, hey, I want to learn how to do this, and I have experienced that, man, do I want to help them if they have the energy and they have the willingness to just sit there and listen. I can name a dozen folks who... If I hadn't taken the time to listen and be honest and, and human with them, they gave me little little tips, boosts here and there in my career, and that makes all the difference in the world. Great advice, Matt, and from all of you. And to take a more active role in charting your own business aviation career path, check out NBAA's Professional Development Program resources at nbaa.org forward slash PDP. To learn more about earning accreditation as a certified aviation manager, visit nbaa.org forward slash CAM. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking your virtual assistant or connected device. Of course, you can also download Flight Plan directly from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and be sure to join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan. Flight Plan.